Welcome, you're listening to Mind the Shift, a podcast about a shifting world and shifting minds. My name is Anders Bolling. In these times of mental and emotional turbulence and shifts, it is immensely important to find stable ground, to find that inner peace. But isn't that self-centered, a self-centered approach when the shaky world out there needs our attention? Quite the opposite. I believe it is impossible for us to create a harmonious and abundant world if not each and every one of us first creates that harmony and sense of abundance within ourselves. And it all begins with vibration, sound. Today, I am very happy to introduce my guest, Marco Misinato, a composer and a photographer, but first and foremost, a messenger of peace. And from what I've heard, he could just as well introduce himself as, as a philosopher, I might say. He was born in northeastern Italy, but has for several decades worked in the United States. In his own words, he is an artist and a creative communicator who uses the power of his heart to create music, words, and photography, to deliver supportive messages to people, to inspire others to dare into the voice of their heart and overcome their fears of limited beliefs and consequences, and most importantly, to produce creative experiences that support and facilitate the release of blocked emotions within ourselves and trigger the process of remembering who we truly are. Welcome to the show, Marco. Thank you, Anders. It's really a privilege for me to be with you today and with your lovely crowd. Thank you. Uh, I understand you, you have your base in the United States, I think Los Angeles, but, but right now you're in Rome. Why, why is that? Why are you in Rome? Well, um, uh, in uh, the, my uh, journey in, uh, in America felt uh, completed uh, okay. years ago. Uh, and although I still go back and forward because I have a lot of things going on in America, I'm coming back to the Mediterranean. I've been uh, away from uh, from uh, from Italy, from Europe for for very long time, and so my heart was starting to say it's time to go back now, because uh, your people, <laughs> uh, meaning the Italian and the Mediterranean people, seems to be uh, a perfect playground for you to uh, share uh, what is it that you have been uh, gaining after all these years, and so. Yeah. I uh, decided to also my mother is 80 years old and she lives by herself. So I'm, I'm coming closer to her too. So there are different reasons why I'm here. Okay. So you don't have your base in the United States anymore. So it is in Italy that you're going to. I do. I do have a little base and uh, I go there often. Uh, mm -hmm. Recently I was there because I was mixing a new album and finishing to write uh, this book that I just completed. Um, and also I do, I have also other situation where I do workshops, seminars, and so I go back and forward. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, so this is maybe a little bit boringly traditional, but let's start, start out with, um, how it all started, so to speak with your, your childhood, your, your, um, early years in, in Italy. Um, and I heard in another interview that you did uh, you described yourself your young self as a sensitive child would you say that your creativity was was there was apparent from the beginning when you grew up absolutely uh, i i believe that uh, 
every child creativity, uh, every child come, every soul come into this uh, operating system with a huge amount of creativity and with their own uniqueness to apply this, this, unique, this uh, um, creativity so that they can create an impact in the environment. So I wasn't an exception. I was, I was uh, quite sensitive. Um, uh, I had uh, a, a strong predisposition towards sounds and music. And uh, it was my call, my, my going to, towards the music was, and it is still now the way to, uh, to communicate, to, to share um, uh, something that in my opinion, only sounds and music really can do. Music and sound have the ability to dissipate instantly the illusion of separation, the, the polarity gain. If the music, of course, is conceived from a pure uh, intent, so with no hidden agendas. It's kind of, a, I think you, it says somewhere on your website that you describe it as a portal to the, to your heart or a portal to, to the soul maybe. That yes, music is, is absolutely. Kind of uh, we do have uh, several portal available uh, particularly at this time, at this very intense um, transition in time, where we need to move from uh, the left brain uh, hemisphere where the ego is, and we need to shift into the soul, in the heart where the soul resides. And so in order to be able to uh, accomplish that, we have also uh, some, uh, some portals, and music is one of them for sure. Okay, so but you you started uh, you were creative uh, already as, as a young young kid and uh, you wanted to create music and you created music. Uh, but then uh, I understand when you started your professional life when you were became an adult, you actually started working as a photographer. So that's where you're. That's also the, the other side of your creative creative work, so to speak. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the photography part and uh, how that was and what that was all, all about. I understand yes, well, you got pretty su su successful doing that. Yeah, there was a time where, um, and I was quite young, I was still uh, probably 20, 22, uh, when I started to work in a, in a uh, newspaper uh, here in Italy. Uh, mm -hmm. This newspaper was at the beginning of its uh, uh, unfolding. And uh, at the time I was uh, helping, doing whatever it was, it was uh, needed. But this uh, newspaper, at a certain point, uh, started to upgrade itself and it, become, it became a little bit more complex in its, uh, in its uh, editorial graphics. And so there was a need for a photographer all of a sudden. And um, that excited me, of course. And I said, I'm going to take some picture. And so I, at that time I bought a very old uh, Nikkor mat uh, which is today the equivalent of an icon. Mm -hmm. And I started to take pictures. And, uh, and then the newspaper uh, started to, uh, to become a magazine. It became a magazine. And then it became a bigger than magazine. And when we went from black and white to color and then become two magazines and then three magazines. And then we get to Milan and we, had, we started to become uh, quite an important magazine. And so I was the exclusive photographer. And so as the magazine grow, I grow too as a photographer. Mm -hmm. And of course, at that time I was still, I was, um, I was doing music, but I was using the photography to collect some uh, 
money in order to be able to continue to produce my music on, in, uh, in studios. And so uh, that was the way how I actually um, arrived to America because the magazine ascended me to America in New York and San Francisco. That was like a few years later to take some pictures uh, of uh, different situations that were very much uh, relevant to the American uh, scenario. And so that was the first time I, uh, I arrived in America. And when I arrived in America, I felt uh, a sense of spaciousness and freedom uh, that um, I could not find in Italy. Italy is a fantastic, wonderful little country, but at that time, for a young, uh, very creative artist, it felt very limited, limiting. When I more constraint, you mean the mental situation was a little bit more constrained, perhaps, and the, and the culture was more pressing on you, or what was the feeling? Well, um, well, the whole environment uh, since I came into this planet was very compressed and very uh, yeah. polarized. Um, Italy at that time musically had very little to offer. You just have, you could only um, use a, spe a specific uh, uh, formula, which is a mel melodic uh, song. And at that time, uh, it was, was the late 70s or early 80s, um, okay. the artists only had a chance to participate to a festival, which is San Remo Festival, which is a very famous festival where you mm -hmm. can sing the typical Italian song. Nothing wrong, that's beautiful, but my music, my music wasn't about that. And so uh, it would have been very uh, hard for me to continue to explore my musicality within the the Italian, uh, the Italian uh, world of music. And so when I, in, in America, I sent, I felt like, oh, now I can expand. I can, I okay. can, you know. So you felt it was more open and welcoming to your kind of abilities and creativity. Yeah, it, it was, it was just the, a natural next step. It wasn't a coincidence that I, I was sent to uh, America to take some picture because I had to make contact. It was probably by sole contract but at a certain yeah. point, I was to be in America. There are no coincidences, you know. <laughs> no, so. no, there, there, is a, there are no coincidences, but, uh, and we are the, the creator, but some part of the creativity is also established in terms of purpose from the soul before it chooses to incarnate into the, into, the, into the planet. Yeah. Okay, so you, you were there and you, you were, became a successful um, photographer, but still creating music. And then I, I understand that you got some offers, uh, lucrative offers, big offers from maybe other newspapers or magazines or so, but you, but you turned them down. Uh, and to some people that sounds probably a bit crazy, <laughs> but I heard you describe that as something that you just felt you, you needed to do because taking those offers wasn't really you. Can, you. can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, yes, uh, both photography and, uh, and music, both the photography industry and the music industry were hidden uh, a direction that wasn't my, I wasn't in resonance with. And so, yeah, in my life, I did turn down uh, many opportunities uh, in the mundane world, because um, I sense that uh, my energy was uh, needed. Uh, uh, if I wanted to be really in integrity with my soul, I would have to establish uh, a certain level of parameters that uh, the industries didn't 
didn't really uh, welcome because both the industry are um, all about monetization. Uh, and uh, so when uh, it's, it's not about music, it's about money. It's not about photography, it's about money. And so um, nothing wrong with money. Uh, it's just that it wasn't really the reason why I, the purpose I, I came here. My purpose was more uh, to create something for support more than accumulation of fame, accumulation of money, accumulation of, of power. Uh, I never been uh, really um, felt uh, fascinated by the aspect of this uh, experience here on earth. Mm. Like fame, for instance, to be famous or to be... Yes. Uh, lifted up by society. That's nothing that, that, that you really have, have longed for. No, because the fame comes with a big price. And uh, we are going to discover that very soon as uh, the narrative uh, of the darkness that has uh, been occurring for thousands of years is coming to surface, we will see how, the, for example, the Hollywood artist, uh, the famous big famous uh, Hollywood artists, what kind of price they have to pay in order to become what they became. Mm -hmm. And what are the, for the most, what are the personality structure of this individual? Uh, uh, normally have, the, have a, a, a tendency to have a narcissistic uh, um, kind of tendency or Mm -hmm. um, egocentric kind of um, thirst for power, for control, for and so they uh, they are perfect uh, target for the music industry and other art industries, uh, so that they can um, create this uh, sensationalism, uh, sensational stars uh, that um, infuse the masses, nor generally infuse the masses a subliminal message of. Uh, uh, obedience of uh, false messages in order to continue uh, their work of, of uh, imprisonment of the matrix. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in, uh, later on. Um, the matrix and the and what's what's happening in the world today and all that, of course. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about your your music also. Uh, that you are creating now and you have created uh, for a long time. You, I know you, you, you are talking a lot about um, uh, resonance uh, and you can hear spiritual teachers talk a lot about this also, of course, that, that life at its core is resonance, as it were, uh, sound and resonance, that sound and resonance and vibration kicks it all off, so to speak. Um, and how... How does that insight affect your kind of music? I'm, I, I'm hoping to be able to put a little snippet of your your music uh, in this uh, interview here because uh, it's really beautiful. And I've I bought your the album. Um, what's the name of it? Unfolding Secrets, I think. Is that the latest one? No, that's the 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 one before the latest one. Uh... Okay. Yes, it's really, really, really beautiful, and it really resonates with me, and it, it, it goes directly to your heart. So is that is it that kind of music? It's it's very symphonical and it's very spiritual, 
and it's it's very very beautiful is that the kind of music that you've been creating all all along or has this uh, this is a very strange question i'm just <laughs> i'm just unfolding the question as i speak here but uh, well as i was saying the insight that everything starts with resonance and vibration is that something that that uh, that is at the core of your your composing for instance are you are you always composing at the frequency that you you feel or you know is the best to reach into to the soul of the people that are, that are listening okay so uh, music i mean life is a creative process so whether you do music or you do anything it's always a creative process and the creative process the formula of the creative process is to follow your joy by taking action with no expectations. Mm. So in, with that, um, with that, uh, with that uh, uh, vibration of vibrational offer, I begin a creative process. Uh, in, we are talking right now in mu music, uh, but I try to make everything, every aspect of my life, a creative process. Um, but when when we talk to music, um, I don't. I never know what I'm doing. I cannot know what I'm doing because if I do, uh, then I cannot be. I cannot uh, offer that uh, innocence that is necessary for me to commune with source from which I download the information that needs to be uh, uh, crystallized here on on my journey. Okay, so. Um, let's say I sit down at the piano because I, a joy, something that gives me joy, it, 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 it leads me towards the piano. And then I start, something happened. Uh, the mind is not involved. Mm. It's only a, a pure uh, communion with the here and now. Mm. And uh, from that here and now, I connect. So I'm, I'm completely innocent. I don't have an agenda. So the ego is not involved. In that way, I can connect to source in a very direct way. And when I say, I say source, source is basically an, another aspect of ourself uh, yeah. that is in a higher level of appreciation, but still us, because there is no such a thing as, as separation. So in that way, I connect and then something happened. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and then from that, uh, that's something that happened Again, it triggers another joyful action. It leads me to something else, and then it leads me to something else. So moment by moment, uh, things start to unfold. Uh, so when I did the Unfolding Secrets, the album that you, you bought, uh, mm. when I started, I didn't know I was going to play with the Philharmonic Orchestra. <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be strings. I didn't know there was going to be a vocal soprano. I didn't know anything. I was just uh, surrendering to my to job. The yeah. To the process, okay. to joy. Yeah. And so from that surrendering, moment by moment, things start to happen. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, I like this. Uh, I can hear some strings. Okay, let's try some strings. Oh, I like strings. But you know what? I want to... And, and then you start to build. And then, yeah. and then you get to the point where uh, the synchronicity, because you are, you are not blocking the flow with your mind that needs to control the how, the when, the what. You don't block that. 
so the synchronicity of life can fully take place because you are embracing fully the mysteriousness of life. Mm. And so life starts to take you to unexpected places. Uh, I found myself at a certain point in Ecuador. And that's where I met uh, a, a music director of the Philharmonic Orchestra of Ecuador. And I proposed, uh, very innocently, I say, hey, I'm doing this. He said, wow, that's beautiful. I said, well, should we do a concert? Right, let's do a concert. So everything started to unfold magically when you surrender completely to the now and to the joy that comes from your soul. Yeah. And, and, and not having any expectations of the outcome. That's important, which is yes, the most important thing. Really, really tricky. I, I, was, I had this question for later, but I, I can ask it now because I try to live my life in that way that I, that I put out there <clears throat> uh, to the universe. Uh, what I desire, what I feel in my heart that I would like to experience, not in a detailed way, but just generally. And then I uh, try to you know, uh, feel gratitude towards towards as you call the source or the universe or whatever, the unified field, gratitude as if it had already happened, because this is what spiritual teachers say. And I, I resonate with that. I think it's, it, it's true that it works that way. And then I let go and I try to, as, as we were just talking about, not have any expectations of the outcome. But that latter part is really, really difficult, I think. Uh, I mean, sometimes it flows, but... In, in this world, this is almost as some kind of a catch-22, if you see what I mean. It yeah. seems like a catch-22 that you have, you should have a desire, something you want to do, you want to experience. And, and I mean, it, it can't be anything bad. You have, I mean, it can't be anything that means, entails bad uh, things for other people. Of course, it has to be something uh, that is created by love. But anyway, something you desire. And then you should just retreat and not have, have any expectations. You should never think about it. And that's, how can you do that? How, so that's my question to you. How do you do this? How do you, can you feel that you can stay in that state of ease and flow and gratitude and just back away from the, from the expectation? Yes, uh, the reason why we have all these expectations is because we have been programmed to believe in scarcity and survival yeah. and separation uh, if you remember when we were little child, children, we would just play uh, fully immersed in the moment, you know. Uh, but then we learned that uh, there are certain things we need to look at reality, we need to uh, be careful, or we need to plan, or we need whatever, okay. And so uh, many of us uh, lo lose that ability to just be like children, winning, mm. just play, just be playful. Um, but how do you go back to that? Um, it's very much related to how much you love yourself. Um, the more you love yourself, the more you step into a knowing, a knowing that, um, that everything is always exactly as it's supposed to be. You start to see the perfection in everything. Uh, and, uh, and, most important, importantly, you remove, you don't need anymore uh, to be approved or to be validated by the outcome. So the less, uh, the more you remove your need to uh, being understood or being validated or being uh, approved, 
the more you retreat into the here and now and the more you can appreciate joy. It's not even gratitude. It's a step further. It's a, it's a sense of appreciation. Mm. Uh, because gratitude is still, um, is still um, uh, it's a little bit in the lower frequencies because uh, it yeah. still seems to be very polarized. Mm -hmm. While when you feel appreciation, uh, you step in, in a situation where you completely line up with the, the symphony orchestra of, of life. You know, you are perfectly, your instrument is perfectly tuned with your, the orchestra of life. Yeah. Appreciation is the difference between me and a Jesus, just to give an example, mm. is just a different level of appreciation. Is as mm. a higher level of appreciation than I do. Mm. You know, and maybe oh. I'm a little bit <laughs> below you. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. I know. I know. That's the joke. So yeah, and, and music. You mentioned the symphony of of life here. It's actually the case that music, which you work with, is is very good at. Most people can understand what you're talking about. If you use music as an ana ana analogy for all these spiritual things that that we were talking about now. To skeptical people, they can, the most people can actually appreciate. They can they can understand what you're talking about because they get immersed in in music. Everybody get immersed immersed in beautiful music and cannot really explain what it is that is happening. But there is some sense of being in the now moment, in the moment, and being appreciative if if you love the music, of course. And that's uh, I think that's a good way of um, explaining these things to people to to take the example of music. I was talking to a good friend just yesterday who is a bit skeptical towards these spiritual things, but he said, he actually shown up when I was talking about music. He said, yes, that's very strange. Music is a very, very strange thing. I can really, I can't control my, my feelings and emotions when I listen to music. So it, it's very, very good to, to have that example. And um, I, I, am, I think you're familiar with the philosopher Alan Watts. Uh, yes. Who lived some decades ago. And, and he said that, which I was, I thought was so beautiful that life isn't a journey to, to say that life is a journey. Well, we can talk about a journey. You do it. I do it all the time. It's a good analogy also, but it's not a journey from A to B, but it's more a symphony because a symphony is played. It's the point of a symphony. Isn't that it's has a start and, and an ending point. The, sim, the, <laughs> the point of it is to just have it play and to listen to it. It's, it's like, if you consider life that way, you never you never get anxious that you're getting old, for instance, or, or thinking that way. You can detach yourself from time a little bit. Yes, I even getting old is a program. Uh, yeah, that's which true. We are, we are about to get uh, get rid of very soon. Uh, we are going to uh, resolve all these um, programs that we inherit uh, since we. Uh, uh, enter this inverted matrix where we have been uh, uh, we've been uh, inside for about 10,000 years now and uh, all yeah. this, this matrix is coming to an end we unplug from it and so we can see right now that everything is falling apart and we are soon to be uh, going back to the original operating system of what it means to be human being and in that original operating system there is no such a thing as prog as uh, aging uh, there is no such a thing as a disease. Uh, there is no such a thing as uh, scarcity of uh, or uh, survival, any anything like that. This was part of just an experience that we 
we, um, we give consents to. And it was an amazing experience because now we can, uh, as soon we, uh, as we get closer to graduation time, uh, we are going to be really the master of separation, master of, uh, of uh, low frequency fragmentations. And so we will have a lot to share and a lot to teach with, uh, with many, many other civilizations that didn't have the opportunity to, and maybe not even the courage to embark in such a harsh uh, um, operating system as the one we have been in the last 10,000 years. Mm. So let's delve a little bit deeper into that because I was actually going to ask you about these things now. Uh, many people are scared about the messiness that's going on out there in the world right now, the events uh, unfolding. And as you said just now, you have uh, the view that, and, and others have too, that that uh, humankind will soon come back to a, a state, the true state of being that we were some time ago, you talk about 10,000 years back. I mean, there are others talking about other time spans, but somewhere around there. And that we, for some reason, somehow agreed to have that state of being altered. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Uh, are you referring to what some people are talking about? Uh, uh, beings from, from, from other parts of the universe coming to, to Earth uh, manipulating uh, uh, yes, humans uh, that were on this planet at the time and, and then creating, a, in a way, a different species. Yeah, what is important, uh, whatever narrative we decide to embrace, I think the most important thing is to remove the victim, the victim story uh, mm. from the narrative. Because there is no such a thing as victim. You know, we are the creator of, uh, of this, uh, of our reality. So, um, yes, the, 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 at a certain point in our journey as human being, we have been uh, uh, proposed by other alien forces to alterate our, our uh, experience in order to make it more intense. It's like if you play tennis and you play very well tennis and at a certain point, somebody come and say, hey, you're playing so good. How about we make the game a little bit more difficult or a lot mm -hmm. more difficult? Yeah. Say, yes, that's exciting. Let's do that yeah. because I want to become even better uh, uh, tennis player, <laughs> right? And so all of a sudden you find tennis player, the tennis court much bigger or maybe the, the racket very heavy or the ball doesn't bounce correctly or your yeah. body is it's not agile as it was before. So uh, that's what happened. Um, I say 10,000 years ago, other people believe different, different times. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but at a certain point in our journey, we uh, maybe in a, in a little bit, uh, in a very innocent way, naive way, you can say in a, in a little bit in a naive way, we accepted uh, the alteration of our experience here on earth. Uh, and for, as a result of that, We've been uh, encapsulated in a, in a matrix uh, that is called inverted because everything is upside down uh, yeah. in where we are right now. Mm. Um, however, uh, at first it didn't work. You mean it's upside down in the way that, that there is polarization in the first place or is it upside down because it's... Uh... Well, can you explain it? Because, I mean, it still is a physical plane that we are in, so... Yes. 
there yeah, is time, it, for instance, and there is there is dark and 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 uh, and, and uh, light and all that. So that's difficult to th to think away if we are going to have a three dimensional physical plane. Those things are n normally in place, aren't they? Yeah, although uh, there are subtle differences and sometimes also subtle differences. Uh, inverted means that um, everything that comes from outside is upside down. It, just look at the, at the system. I mean, you go to school to learn some truth. You go to religion. You go to uh, culture. If you really are um, tuned in with your truth in the uh, soul, you see that everything is is basically upside down. They tell you something, but it's true the opposite most of the time, including mm -hmm. the, 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 the health, the health establishment. Uh, it's, it's all reverted, okay? So uh, that's what it means. It, it's, it's inverted. Everything is inverted. And in fact, right now, we are going to, to, to come to a point where we'll, we are going to face all these inversion and we, most of the people are going to be shocked to mm -hmm. find out that their heroes are, mm -hmm. are, not, are not so benevolent as uh, they thought, for example, mm -hmm. you know. So it's, um, we've been navigating through a, a, a journey that is made most of the time of uh, deceptions. Mm -hmm. uh, and these deceptions are amplified by our ego. Mm -hmm which is an artificial implant it is not it's, it's part, part of part of the pro, part of the, the the alteration it's part of alteration in fact we uh, as human being when uh, let's say all the all the control uh, devices were on now they are all mostly off uh, we're on we were so powerful that intro uh, uh, introducing us inside an inverted magic wasn't enough it wasn't working. And so in order to make it really work, they put a little tiny implant in the left hemisphere of our brain, which is called ego. And this mm -hmm. ego basically is a storyteller. It's a storyteller that constantly um, creates a story in order to um, slow down as much as possible our evolution. Mm -hmm. uh, and it constantly- The inner, the inner critic. The, the, the annoying roommate in your head. <laughs> exactly, yes. It, it, it is it's a, 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 a voice that constantly talk about how bad it was the past or how bad it could be the future or be careful or, uh, you know, it constantly try to uh, slow you down. Uh, and it's, it's been a wonderful uh, tool because uh, it, really, uh, it really gave us an opportunity to really master uh, master the this experience uh, and many of us are completely fallen into the ego they completely identify with the ego to the point that they are almost zombies i mean they're just uh, mm -hmm. following the curriculum of the society which is feeding is con constantly the system is con constantly uh, connecting and uh, con having a conversation with the ego mm -hmm. right but now, that has been the, the 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 norm for thousands of years. I would say it is. what you're saying now. It's it's been yes. the natural normal. Thing. But what happened is that um, about uh, not long time ago, uh, we as uh, human consciousness, as uh, consciousness, human consciousness, we decided that this experience uh, was enough, and so we 
basically unplugged the matrix, the inverted matrix. Uh, and, uh, and therefore, uh, since then, you can start to notice, it's becoming more and more noticeable how everything is collapsing. Mm-hmm. How all these um, institutions that uh, were built in order to uh, create a, a, an imprisonment is collapsing all, all together. And in fact, the ego right now is going crazy because he doesn't receive any more signal from outside. And so the only way for, for the ego to find nutrition at this point is to engage with another ego. That's the only way he can copy with, you know. Otherwise, uh, while before there was a lot of uh, information constantly nurturing the ego, feeding the ego, uh, now they are slowly, slowly uh, diminishing. Yeah. Uh- are you talking about time frames here or because I, I in my view time is is very malleable and it doesn't really exist well it exists as as a, a tool here on earth but uh, would you say that we are within a few years as we conceive years uh, perceive years uh, this is going to happen and we are going to see big shifts within two three four five years or would would you like to talk about time frames at all in this con- context? Yeah, it's a little bit tricky because time, like you said, is malleable, and, uh, and there is also a time that works at the, at the individual level and the time that works at the collective level. But uh, just to have an an idea, uh, the planet it's already a fifth dimensional uh, frequencies right now, and um, uh, the collective, the human collective, should. Uh, join the fifth dimensional mother earth within 2030 2035 meaning that by that time there will be no more ego in our system and we will be completely fully returned to the original operating system Uh, but there are things that are happening much quicker than that in the next even the next six months Mm-hmm. Uh, already is going to, it's going to be quite intense a lot of happening in those in the next six months and then in the years to come mm. these are so these concepts are so fascinating i it resonates with me but i mean i i don't know if this is true what i hear but uh, where do you get this information from do you, do you get downloads yourself or do you do you get inspired by what others say and and, and to talk about and write and well, okay, the information, uh, okay, everything is inside ourselves. Yeah. Not, nobody can teach us anything. The only thing right. that can happen is that somebody can help us to remember what we to, already to remember. Okay, so uh, there is a knowing within myself as, as much as there is a knowing within yourself. And then uh, the more you tune in with your uh, soul, the more you your soul orchestrate outside circumstances to get confirmation of what you already know. Uh, so that's how I gain. So I know something, I feel something in terms of resonance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the resonance uh, lead me to s- the synchronicity that gives me a confirmation from the outside world. And so I might uh, have a dream that give me some confirmation, or I might meet someone or some teaching or some situation, some experiences that give me the confirmation uh, of what I already feel, but maybe I could not express in terms of words, but I already was in my cellular structure present. And now I am, I am able to crystallize it into a, in a conversation. 
Okay. So that's how it works. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned in a, well, no, uh, one more question on that, on that big issue that we're talking about now. Uh, I just, uh, it just came to me that I wanted to ask you about the, the soul and, and our experience here on earth, because all, all that you're talking about now is about humankind as, as an entity, more or less changing from, from having been uh, in a p- paradisiacal state uh, 10, 20,000 years ago, and then having this altered state, and then now coming back to the original state, paradise on earth, or whatever you want to call it. But if we are spiritual beings, basically having a, a physical experience, a human experience, does this really matter that much? I mean, on the, like you say, 5D level, on the, on the, on the higher spiritual realm level, because as far as I understand it, we, our home is not here on earth. Our home is somewhere else and we, we, we are eternal souls and we decide to go down here to have experiences. So it's really, I mean, if you see it on that level, from that perspective, from that higher level, does it, does it really matter that much that we've had this uh, altered uh, state, this, this ego programming for 10,000 years? Maybe you're not okay. saying that it's it's been a terrible thing. You're saying it's it's just been an experience. I don't know what what's your take it's on it. It's been a wonderful experience. Okay, uh, from my perspective, this is how it works. The soul, uh, from his uh, ethereal, spaceless, timeless, formless environment, mm-hmm. um, look through the horizon of the infinite amount of different possibilities for his next adventure. And he searched for the hologram or operating system, whatever you want to call it, that more the most uh, um, resonate for him for what he needs to where he needs to go first uh, next, okay? Because the soul, uh, the soul uh, has basically two two purposes. One is continue his evol- evolution in order to go back home. And the second one is to support life. These are the only two relevant uh, situation for the soul. And so based on whatever, wherever he is at, he scan through the infinite possibilities. And in our case, get uh, curious about this little tiny blue green planet that is pulsating. And so the curiosity <laughs> Uh, he goes to look at it. Look at the curriculum, and he mm-hmm. gets fascinated by the what the, what kind of challenges and what kind of uh, in, incredible offering and potentiality has this little blue planet. And as he keep looking, observing the situation, he gets excited, and then the excitement. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm using uh, human words. <laughs> yes, of course. It's difficult to explain in different ways. Yeah, uh, the excitement become a yes. And in, right in the moment where he feels yes, he finds himself at the verge of this uh, vacuum where he let himself fall. Mm. And as he falls into this tunnel, he starts to, by contract, 
he start to forgot, forget who he is, and he start to uh, condense himself in a, in, a fo in, in form, in shapes. Uh, he start to feel contained into a body. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and until he basically land in the fetus of the mother that he has chosen at the moment of, because he chose the, the scenario, you know, yeah. some people choose to, to be woman or man or in specific geographic location. Some others uh, cho choose very difficult situation like having a handicap or having an abusive family or being very, very rich or very, very poor or being very beautiful or very, very ugly. It, it, it's, it's all, um, this is, um, operating system is an experiment in diversity. So there is an infinite amount of possibility that the soul can choose from at the moment of its uh, incarnation. And so once he get into the fetus, that's when he, uh, he start to commune with not only uh, a physicality. So the, the, limited, the limiting of a physicality and the, the limiting of space and, and the idea of time, but also he start to feel his first emotions. Um, not all the operating system available are uh, including the idea of emotion. Mm. Uh, and generally speaking, usually the first emotion that we feel is the emotion of abandonment. Yeah. Because despite the fact that we forgot who we are, yet still we feel abandoned by because we left home, we left source, mm -hmm. we went so deep, like we went deep in the in the bottom of the ocean, you know, where it's completely dark and it, it's very contractive. There is a lot of pressure and, you know, and so we, the, usually the first emotion that we feel is the abandonment. Well, I think everybody can acknowledge that they sometimes have felt uh, a sense of abandonment, but they, they can't really explain, they can't really point to anything that that's tells them that they should feel yeah. abandoned that's, because they that's have their family it, and everything, but you, in, in their heart, they feel abandoned. That's why the first uh, track of my latest album is called The Abandonment, because every mm. track of the album has is an emotion. Mm. Yeah, many people are asking why we can't remember these things when we are born. When you talk about, talk with people about these things, that we are eternal and that we reincarnate and so on, so on and so forth. But in my understanding, the reason why we forget is that if we were to understand, to remember everything, this wouldn't be a school. We wouldn't learn anything. So, I mean, that's then, then if you see it that, in that way, it's a wonderful thing. You realize that you, you need to learn things. You've probably heard a lot of stories like I have from people who have had near-death experiences and they come back and they remember a lot of the experience, but many of them say things like, I know that I was being taught so many things when I was up there. I was being taught how everything works. And I, I remember feeling or thinking that, oh yeah, of course it's like this. How could I ever forget? But then they, when they are resuscitated and, and they come back here on earth, they can't remember the, the details uh, of that. They can just remember that I, I know that I was told the truth, but I can't remember when I get back here, which is really frustrating. But in a sense, it makes sense because otherwise, as I said, this wouldn't be a school. But are you saying that in this future that you're talking about, when we are we are rising up to the to the next level, to the fifth dimension or whatever you want to call it, 
that we are actually going to remember who we are all the time. So then, then is my follow-up question, what is Earth going to be? What, what kind of a school is Earth going to be then? Okay, the process of remembering, it never ends. There is always something more to remember. Because if okay. you remember everything, then you're back to source. You're, yeah, you're back to one breath and everything and nothing is yeah. there. And yeah, it makes sense. Exist yeah. anymore. So, uh, and that's what makes it such exciting, exciting, this journey that we are all at, because there is always more to become, more to, to discover, more to unfold, more to create, right? Yeah. And, and the beautiful thing is that as we become fully the creator, not only we impact our own personal uh, state of being, but impact everything, source itself included. Mm. You know? So as we uh, go back to source, home, source itself also has a, have an orgasmic, an orgasmic experience and it keeps vibrating, expanding like in a spiral because we are all spirals here, right? So mm. We never do the same circle. Every time we go to the next circle, it's, it's different because it's more, it's, it has a different angle, right? So uh, your question was... Um, well, what kind of an earth, what kind of a school will earth become when we, when we uh, raise our vibration? In it's going to be a wonderful so. school. It, we will, it will be simply remove the idea of fear, the idea mm -hmm. of... Uh, uh, separation uh, as harsh as it is right now. So we will go back to the creative process as it was originally, as it can be right now too, but it's much more difficult because we have so much, pro so much programming, so much fear, so much separation. Once this separation and programming is being removed, now we are still navigating and still discovering, but using joy, using enthusiasm, excitement, um, uh, using uh, not such a polarized uh, situation. It's much less polarized. Mm. So there is not such a severe uh, fight between darkness and light like it is right now, right? There is not, 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 nothing like that anymore, you know? Sounds beautiful. Well, I guess the, the, simply the notion that we are eternal, that we don't die, would be enough for us to raise our vibration. And, and then we wouldn't have to remember all the other things. But if we remember that, so many good things will probably come out of that. Yeah, and that, that notion is available to us right now. You just connect with I your know, soul yeah. and you just ask, how old are you? It will, tell, it will answer to you. You say, what? Mm. What do you mean, how old I am? There's no such thing as age, you know? It's we relevant. We've always been existing. We exist and we always will exist. Yeah, yeah. How, what do you say to someone who gets upset when, uh, when you talk about uh, the soul choosing its parents, choosing its circumstance that it's going to have when it incarnates on earth? You know, uh, classical example is a poor child born in a poor village in Africa, parents are starving, and you have the guts to, to say that this person has chosen that, that circumstance. Then, uh, well, you know what people are, are saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. How, how do you, what's your answer to, the, to, the, to those people who get upset? Um, not always is actually um, necessary to give an answer. Uh, what is has to happen is, this is one, the first step 
what we need to uh, take right now is to step out from the emotionally charged way to see things and navigate through our journey so that we are completely taken by our emotions and we need to embrace neutrality mm. and neutrality doesn't mean to be passive or to be indifferent it means to be more effective because you are not uh, taken by your reaction your emotional reaction but you are uh, connect with the soul and the soul never judge the soul doesn't judge right and wrong the soul just see uh, the perfection in everything and from that perfection it chooses based on resonance what it resonates to him and what it doesn't so that's the best way right now to in a certain way support this transition it's like if I am uh, in, a, in, a, in a room with a in a in a room with a bunch of people and the house is on fire okay i can uh, allow my emotions to take completely over and i have started to move people everywhere because i have to get out and save myself mm. because i am driven by my emotions fear in this case or i can uh, center myself and stay in neutral and from that neutrality, I can see much, much more clearly the situation. And I actually can provide support for a lot of people because I can think clearly, I can feel clearly, I am connected. And so I'm perfectly guided by source itself to go through the experience. Mm. So the people that answer to the idea that the soul has chosen uh, and they get uh, in reaction, Every time there is a reaction, uh, life is telling you that there is something inside, a program inside yourself and needs to be removed because it's not in integrity with your, your uh, system. So me providing a reaction to somebody by saying something, uh, uh, it means that I am pushing their buttons so that they can see, they create an opportunity, there is a, a, an opportunity has been created for them to see something that is not organic, that is not in line with their inner truth. And it's an ego-based situation. And so every time somebody comes to me or a situation comes to me and push my buttons, uh, is a teacher, is it teaching me, show me, mm. is a friend, is a gift that is mm. telling me, Look, Marco, there is something inside you that still is driven by negative emotions and you need to address it so that you can continue to raise your frequencies like everybody, everything else is, is doing. Uh, mm. And so this uh, situation will keep coming, keep coming, keep coming until we resolve, uh, we resolve within ourselves. Yeah, that's very wise, I think. Uh, still, probably wouldn't be a bad idea to have a couple of well uh, formulated sentences to say to these people because many people who get upset when they hear this concept they're not i mean they mean well because they they think about these poor children and and who live in poverty okay, so and, and 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 people who are abused and they they think that we have to help these people we have to do everything yeah. in our power to have, and it's 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 unjust 
it's unfair that they've been born under those circumstances. I've been born as a rich child uh, in a happy family and they are just poor and being abused. And it's, it's right. not fair. We, we need to do something about it. And how can you, how can you have the guts to say that, oh, they have chosen this and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, not, it's not a bad thing to have a thing or two to, to, to answer these Absolutely. people. Absolutely, we, we can try make... that. Uh, yeah. First of all, uh, this is linear thinking. Okay. It's not holistic thinking. Because when you judge a situation from that point of view, that very narrow point of view, you don't see the whole path of those souls that have chosen that. Of course, but yeah. most of the time, what happens is that um, a family of souls that say, you know, I want to have an experience in having, a, I really, for some reason, I need to really experience a tremendous amount of uh, restriction in my body or whatever. You know, so, uh, and you need to be, to experience uh, being uh, uh, a facilitator of that. Okay, mm -hmm. so, uh, so you will be the bad guy that um, hurt me, and I will be the, the little child that is hurt. Also, because by doing that, we show, we create um, an energetic field that shows that that doesn't work to humanity. So by doing that, we help humanity to understand better what is right from what is wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay, should we do it? Okay, action. And we just yeah. protect ourselves. From the soul point of view, uh, it's the blink of the eye. It's not a big deal. Mm. All right. Of course, once we get into the, into the action and we completely forget the whole thing and we decide to see the things from the ego point of view, which is very polarized, is very dualistic, where it's a constantly judge a situation from right to wrong, to bad, to good, to light and dark, then, of course, the experience becomes very, very dramatic. Mm -hmm. uh, the emotions come in, I'm angry, I'm upset, this is not right, it's not fair, you know. This is all, all um, experience, wonderful experience that we are having, but they are all within this polarization. And right now this polarization is collapsing. And so we, the way out is to uh, practice more and more neutrality. Yes, this concept of neutrality is really beautiful it sounds may, may not sound that beautiful but it is when you think come to think about it because and, and you've talked about this in videos i've i've, I've heard uh, and i think so many more people today in particular should uh, they, they really need to to have this mindset of neutrality because there's there are so many things happening out there and it's as i said in the beginning here it's a mental and emotional messiness uh, if you look at the figures how many people die in wars and things like that it's it's not as bad it's it's actually been worse before but then we were more programmed to to find to 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 not get upset i guess because well that's a side side track but it's really it's really a good thing to i mean after the election in the united states for instance and uh, considering the the climate change issue that makes people uh, scared to death and all, all those kinds of things really uh, point to the fact that people need need to have a neutrality because as you say when you when you have a neutral view on things you your judgment gets a lot better you can see it much clear more clearly what needs to be done in the moment and so you can do that otherwise you're just uh, blocked with blinkers Yes, so also, you step into appreciation, you step into your sovereignty because you are not victim anymore. You don't feel victim because 
uh, reaction is, is a form of victimhood. Somebody outside there is doing this to me. So I'm not the creator of my life. I'm not responsible. Uh, I don't have the ability to respond. <laughs> and therefore, uh, I am a victim. I'm powerless. And so we are validating a narrative that is, is what the system wants. They want mm -hmm. us to have the fear and feeling uh, uh, powerless and feeling victim and feeling angry. That's exactly the way how we feed the matrix. Once we step in neutrality, we don't give nutrition to the matrix anymore and the matrix collapse because mm -hmm. the matrix can operate only through our consents. Mm. And when you say the matrix, do you refer to people or just a structure that has been there? I'm referring to this inverted matrix that is collapsing right now and is, is doing its best to keep us in the polarity game, in the dualistic game. Uh, but it's now time for, is is reason to be has been fulfilled. We gain already the experience that we needed. And so now it needs to be let it go. It's a little bit more like the caterpillar that become a butterfly, basically. Mm, okay. You know? okay. We don't That's need the cocoon. We don't need the cocoon anymore. But you're talking about uh, nation states, banks, jobs, uh, medical Correct. system, all those things, the whole, yes. the whole works. <laughs> okay, so this has been a wonderful conversation. Maybe we should uh, wrap it up uh, with uh, with uh, with this uh, reasoning that we're having right now, and I'm. Uh, want to ask you what you would say to those many people today who are afraid, who are worried that this messiness and this turbulence out there is, is dangerous and is, they're maybe watching the news uh, every day, uh, listening to the news and are worried that the world is simply going down the, gray, the, the drain. What would you say to, what would you recommend these people to do? Uh, the most important thing right now is really to connect with our soul. Uh, because all those uh, emotions that you just described, they are all coming from the narrative of the ego. The soul doesn't feel that. It's not, it's not a real, it's just a dream that is created by uh, an artificial intelligence. Uh, the way out is to connect with the soul and position the soul at the driver's seat of our vehicle um, and in order to do that we need to start to uh, remove ourselves from uh, the narrative that is coming from the medias from the tvs from uh, from the environment out there and start to look within ourselves and start to find the courage to take responsibility and meaning Again, stopping feeling victim of the circumstances and waiting for a savior. We have this program that we are all waiting for somebody to save us. Uh, that's uh, a, an interesting dream. Reality, there is nothing to be saved from because we are the creator. We are creating everything. And so if we don't like what is uh, that we are creating, um, whether individually or collectively, we have to look within ourselves in the same way as if you look at the mirror uh, yourself and you want uh, the image that is projected by the mirror to smile, you have to smile first. Otherwise, the, the, the mirror will not smile to you unless you smile first. Oh, that's, that's a nice image, yeah. So uh, that's the kind of responsibility we have to look within ourselves. And we need to 
start to listen uh, the voice of the soul. How we do that? There are many ways to do that. Uh, most of us, if we say, close your eyes, uh, don't think, it's almost impossible. There's so much narrative that is coming from the ego constantly, constantly. Mm. However, no matter how busy is our uh, chatter, <laughs> our chatting inside our head, between one thought and another, between one word and another, there is always a space. In that space, there is a soul waiting for us. So if we can manage to stretch more and more that space, whether through the use of meditation, through the use of good music, communion with nature, uh, um, connecting with stillness, uh, uh, petting your, your dog, your cat, or, or, or embarking in a creative process like painting, uh, dancing, whatever, whatever joy, the joy always uh, create a chance for you to uh, remove, uh, stretch the busyness of the chatter of the ego and connect with your soul. So we have to follow the joy. Many of us are confused to the point that they cannot even distinguish what is real joy from <laughs> an artificially created joy. Mm. Well, you know, you have to do one step at a time. Uh, but the truth is deep inside, we know, we know. It's just, we know. It's like, it's like uh, we have been inside a theater for thousands of years in a dark theater watching a movie. Yeah. And for thousands of years, we've been watching this movie to the point where we believe that we are the movie. All right. So we see the actor, the bad, the good, and the ugly, and we believe that that's us. Yeah. What's happening right now is that the light of the theater is, is coming up more and more and more, slowly, not so slowly, actually. And so it's getting harder and harder to see what is in the screen because it's becoming more and more pale, the screen. Interesting. Um, and so most of us are, are still so in fear to stretch their belief and, and, and understand what's going on. And so they keep uh, stubbornly trying to watch the movie, but the, it's getting harder and harder to see what is going on in the screen. And it's getting more and more um, um, undeniable to see that we actually are in a theater and there is a, projection, a projector behind that that is projecting a movie. So that's what's happening right now. And this is uh, terrifying for many, many people. Uh, and, and it can also create a lot of uh, anger. Uh, but as we start to re uh, realize that uh, this was just a show, it wasn't real. And we start to become more neutral, uh, then we can actually uh, get into the appreciation and say, hey, that was an amazing movie. Wow, you yeah. act, you act so yeah. well. And everybody would be clapping and they know yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the good and the bad, the ugly, all the sudden. Can you imagine, we, we actually believed this for thousands of years? That's amazing. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And then, of course, at a certain point, we will, uh, we will hear this, a voice that says, okay, ladies and gentlemen, the show is finished. You can... Uh, walk towards the exit. Right. 
<laughs> that's wonderful. Fantastic. <laughs> so, I love that. I yeah, love that. So that's the, what we are facing right now. And yeah. so uh, people like you, like me, which are not better, they're just um, in a level of appreciation, in a level of uh, forgetfulness that is less. So we remember a little bit more. And so we are equipped to provide support for these people because we are going from the old dream. We are crossing a bridge to go to the new dream. And so people like you, like me and many others, and we are growing in number, are in the bridge right now mm. and are ready for helping the other people with great compassion and with great mm. joy, not mm. in a way of sacrificing yourself or following your joy, to pull and help people to cross the bridge to the others to the other dream. Wonderful, fantastic. I love this message. Marco Misinado, uh, where can people find your your work, your music, your photography, and also things that you have said and, and written? Is it do you have a website or two? Yes, I have I have a number of web websites, but they are all uh, under the umbrella of marcomissinato.com. So Marco okay. M-A-R-C-O, Missinato, M-I-S-S-I-N-A-T-O.com. Perfect. Very, very nice. Thank you so much, Marco, for being a guest on the show. And you're doing a tremendously important uh, work for, for humankind. Thank you. And so you do, too. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you.